Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. All right, everybody, we're back from that quick break. Uh, and Nick, some good injury news this week. Russell Wilson is going to play on Sunday. We heard from him yesterday, uh, and we have the audio here from Broncos.com talking about how he feels uh, going into this week's game after suffering the concussion uh, a couple weeks ago against the Chiefs. I feel great. Uh, super aware. Uh, the, the, the medical team here did a great job, um, you know, and uh, we just uh, – you know, I think that uh, <clears throat> to be able to heal quickly and just to be able to get back on the field, to be able to practice Wednesday and, you know, and Thursday and Friday, you know, I was ready to roll. But, uh, you know, I think that to be able to give me an extra week and let those guys get in there and, and Brett did a great job stepping up and stepping in. So, yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm ready, to, ready to rock and roll. Nick, how concerned are you about Russell Wilson's health heading into this game on Sunday and really not even this Sunday, but, but the rest of the season? Well, I'm, I'm concerned from uh, this standpoint. Uh, I, I, I've had concussions before, not, not as many as uh, some of the other guys that I do know. And I know it's something that you definitely have to manage because once you get that first concussion, George, it opens the door for a second and maybe a third. And knowing as though he plays uh, a position in the league, uh, which is a very popular position, but it's the most hunted position in the league, and that's quarterback. And knowing as though, hey, this offensive line is, has not done a great job in pass protection. We'll just look at last week and what happened to Brett Rippon, but the entire body of work as an offensive line and what's happened to Russ all season long. So there's always uh, a concern that he could get injured. But, you know, Russell knows himself, and I know he is a competitor, and I've said it before. Maybe the Broncos should shut him down and allow Brett Rippon to run out these last couple of games. But Russ will not have that. He wants to kind of uh, build on the momentum that was established in that Kansas City uh, Chiefs game. So I, I will say this. The Broncos go out and they beat uh, the, the Rams and they beat them handily. And Russell is now looking like uh, Russell from that Kansas City Chiefs game. I just say with those last two games, man, j- just shut it down. Because being able to come back from a concussion is very, is very difficult. And it can be very uh, problematic. So we'll just have to see what kind of adjustments are made this week to uh, protect him uh, from that Rams defensive line. And one thing that also helps is there's no Aaron Donald. Yeah, no Aaron Donald definitely helps, but the Broncos also, Nick, I think rank first in the league in sacks allowed this year at 50 something sacks. Uh, Russell Wilson alone has been sacked 43 times this season. And you and I have talked about that, that, that they have to start protecting him and, and, I tend to agree with you in in the sense of, you know, if he goes out and plays great this week, shut him down for the last two weeks. Now, we also agreed a couple weeks ago just not playing the rest of the year. So it shouldn't be a surprise that we also think that he should, you know, that he should sit out. But the the thing is, is I don't think they're going to be able to keep him off the field, Nick. You know, it it sounded pretty clear yesterday, again, that he wanted to play this last week. Um, And that's just the type of competitor he is. Uh, Is it the smart thing to do? Probably not. Uh, but again, keeping a guy like that off the field is going to be really tough. So it'll be interesting to see. I did want to ask you, Nick, other than health, do you think, do you think we'll see the same Russell Wilson that we saw at the end of that chiefs game and how can he, uh, you know, continue to, to, to get this momentum of the offense and, and what, what makes him, uh, you know, I guess more effective than what we saw from Brett Rippon because Brett Rippon, Brett Rippon was obviously 
very efficient the other day. But do you think that Russell Wilson can can elevate this offense even more after we've seen the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I truly uh, think so. I mean, that, that whole term early in the season, uh, Russell Wilson is washed. You know, to me, I don't like that 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 term because it really doesn't describe him or any player in this in this league because you don't get a team to uh, the Super Bowl twice and you don't get to Pro Bowls. I think nine nine times, and then all of a sudden you forget how to play the game of football. It, it boils down to scheme. And asking the question, okay, well, are we going to see the same Russell? Are we going to see any improvements? Once again, that starts with pass protection. And then if the pass protection isn't there, what's the first, second, and third adjustments from Clint Kubiak as far as getting Russell in somewhat of a groove? You, you, when you talk about Brett Rippon, and uh, how well he performed. I mean, he was getting the ball out of his hands quickly. And for me, it was, it was one, because that was part of the game plan. And two, it was out of necessity. If you sack that many times, you want to get the ball out of your hands. It's almost like if you're playing quarterback for the Broncos with this offensive line, it is the worst game of hot potato that you could ever play, right? I got to get the ball out of my hand and give it to someone else so I don't get sacked and even – In today's NFL, that really doesn't matter because the guys are going to drag you and try to slam you to the ground anyway to get you out of the game. So the game plan should be catered to just that. Rush is just coming off of a fresh concussion. We know our offensive line is deficient. How can we get him more involved and more in the rhythm by just making those quick throws? And if Corlin Sutton comes back, that just gives him uh, another target. Yeah, and you just mentioned Cortland Sutton. I was going to add, Nick, um, you know, Chase Edmonds. Looks like he might be back this week. Obviously, you, you add him back. You add Cortland Sutton back. Uh, you, you've got an offensive line that is fairly banged up. Sounds like Quinn Miners, though, might be might be back. So you've got some guys on offense to, that are coming back that could help you. I was going to ask, Nick, who of those guys do you think can really help this offense, again, continue this momentum? Obviously, Cortland Sutton would be huge. That opens up Jerry. It opens up even Cortland uh, more. I know that's what Hackett said the other day. I wonder where they'll move those guys. I wonder how they'll position those receivers because, like we said, Jerry's been playing the X and has been fantastic the last couple weeks without Cortland Sutton. Obviously, Quinn Miners comes back. Guard has been a struggling spot, but if you can have Quinn Miners and Dalton Reisner at your two guard spots, that's obviously helpful. Uh, And then Chase Edmonds, we mentioned the running backs earlier, Nick. Latavius Murray, Marlon Mack have done a nice job. Chase Edmonds just gives you another guy, right? Another fresh body, uh, a guy that's really good out of the backfield, can do some different things. So who of those guys do you think can really help them? And and how do all three, I guess, uh, continue this momentum? Well, the guy that stands out to me is is Cortland Sutton. Uh, he's He's a big body. And being able to utilize that big body and kind of uh, shield off uh, would-be defenders uh, works well. And and I'm sure – he had an opportunity to sit out, you know, over the past uh, two weeks and see Jerry Judy do his thing. And I know he is a competitor and he's like, hey, what about me? Don't forget about me. He doesn't want to get lost in the sauce and he wants to go out there and have a great game as well. But here's where, you know, a guy like Colin Sutton can definitely help out, even if it's not really involved in the pass game. When it comes to running the ball, you mentioned the fact that, you know, you look at, you know, uh, Marlon Mack is going to uh, be in the game, Latavius Murray and Chase Edmonds. This is where you can really showcase your ability and show how you've improved on your perimeter blocking. And if you're able to spring a lot of those guys, 
now you get the defense starting to hunt up against that line of scrimmage. And I can tell you this, uh, we haven't gotten into it, but I'm just going to uh, toss it out there. Knowing as though you have a guy like Jalen Ramsey on the Rams, one, he doesn't like the tackle. He is what I call a willing tackler. And then also he is uh, susceptible to double moves, right? So now you start getting in the rhythm of the run game and you're blocking on the perimeter that now he's going to come up pretending like he wants to make a play, and that's when you run right past him. So Corlin Sutton can be a huge uh, a lift for this offense by giving Russell and Clint Kubiak another, uh, another option. I was just about to say, Nick, let's talk about some of these key matchups. Uh, and obviously when you look at this Broncos offense going up against this defense, a couple guys stand out, right? Leonard Floyd on the edge uh, for the Rams is having a really nice year for them. He's going to be you know, tough to handle, especially when we talk about this offensive line and how difficult, uh, you know, you know, or how how you know bad they've been at times this year, especially on the edge. Uh, I mean, look at what JJ Watt did last week, right? Uh, so he's going to be tough to handle. And then Jalen Ramsey, you mentioned, you know, a guy that a lot of people think is is one of the top corners in the league. I feel like he's kind of dropped off the last few years. Nick, you're 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 wagging your finger at me like no, 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 no. Uh, and I would agree. I'm with you. I don't think he is either. Uh, I don't think he – did he make the Pro Bowl? You know what? I don't know. I would have to go back in. He did uh, not. I'm looking at it right here. Uh, Darius Slay – for the NFC, it was Darius Slay, Trayvon Diggs, uh, Tariq Woolen, and uh, Jair, Jair uh, Alexander uh, for the Packers. So he did not make the Pro Bowl, which is not surprising because he hasn't had a great year, Nick, uh, and he really hasn't had a great last couple years now. Um, obviously, he won the Super Bowl last year and, and played an integral part of that, but uh, – you know, he, he's not been the same player. So, and, and here's the thing, right? If you have Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy out there, he's going to be on one side and the other guy's going to have a mismatch on the other too. So I think that they can attack this secondary uh, and make some big plays on the field. On the other side, Nick, uh, you look at this Rams offense and man, they, they're deployed, they're depleted, man. Uh, and, you know, shout out my guy Baker. I, I like him a lot. Uh, but, you know, this is going to be when you talk about a quarterback that's only been there now, what, two, three weeks, uh, still learning probably a, a lot of the playbook. And then you've got an offensive line that's really struggled this year for them. Uh, I think that you can you can make some plays on the edge, especially with Randy Gregory. Uh, you know, Cam Akers is a nice running back, but he's been kind of inconsistent this year. Uh, and then at receiver, I mean, I what do they have? Van Jefferson and Tutu Atwell, uh, you know, a couple of nice guys, but, uh, you know, it's no Cooper Cup, right? So, again, I look at this matchup, Nick. I'm saying all these things. I'm like, oh, the Broncos should should win in a blowout. Now, I, that's probably not what's going to happen when, when you watch any of the Broncos games this year, but it does feel like a lot of these matchups are favorable for the Broncos, are they not? No, they they, they are. And I go back to something we talked about early, earlier on when Coach Hackett said, they know who we are. We know who they are, and, and, and that's that. You know, th there's a lot of crossover in this coaching staff, and they run similar type schemes. So the idea is that who's going to run the scheme better than the other team and not having adequate personnel would definitely dictate uh, what you can do. That's why, for me, I'm leaning heavily towards the Broncos uh, in this particular game. You know, spoiler alert, uh, but – the Broncos should win this game, and I'm not going to say win it handily because guys still are going to compete. It's the end of the season. They want to make sure that uh, they're trying to secure a job for uh, next season. But when you just kind of look at how everything is set up, this is a perfect opportunity for the Broncos to try a lot of things that 
they were not able to try during the early part uh, of the season. And we got to have you have a guy like Jalen Ramsey. Once again, he's a guy who he's, he's not one of the top corners in the league. And he's been a benefactor of an excellent pass rush. And if I'm the Broncos, when you get Leonard Floyd, hey, listen, I'm going to get into those uh, 12 personnel sets with those two tight ends. And we're going to chip the crap out of him. And knowing as though he still wants to have that drive to get to the quarterback, that's when you run those slam and release plays. What I mean by that, you block him. You know, you have two guys engaging and blocking, and one of those guys slide off for a tight end screen. That's the perfect scenario, and that's a great way to attack that uh, uh, Rams defense. Yeah, I, I I think so too, Nick. And and again, I, I just I look at these matchups, Nick, and I just think, man, the Broncos should really win this football game. And I know that. We've said that maybe a you know a few other times this year, but man, the Rams are are in a tough spot. I mean, they they've obviously their season has not gone to plan. You know, coming off the Super Bowl last year, uh, and I believe there's some some statistic out there that they're going to have the worst record after winning a Super Bowl the year prior in NFL history. So, uh, and and you know they've had a ton of injuries too. So I feel like it's kind of an equal matchup in that sense. But um, you know, it sounds like we both we both like the Broncos this week, Nick. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I'm just hoping that before we uh, uh, end the podcast that you don't somehow change on me again. <laughs> yeah, I won't. I won't. Not this time. I, I, you know, I picked the Broncos in the paper this week. I actually think I know you said not handily. I don't know. I, I'm thinking a final score like 20 to 10, uh, 20 to 13, um, you know, something like that. And I think the Broncos are in control most of the game. It just feels like this offense is moving in the right direction. I think they score some points. And then I look at this Rams offense and I just don't see where the points come from. I know they did it against the Raiders a couple of weeks ago, but that's because the Raiders are the most chaotic football team uh, <laughs> in the NFL and just, uh, you know, don't know how to win football games sometimes unless the other team literally throws them the ball on the last play. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think that that that's what I look at this 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 group. But uh, Nick, before we get out of here, I, I would be remiss. We would both be remiss. Not to mention uh, the passing of, of former Broncos running back Ronnie Hillman. Um, you know, died late Wednesday night. Um, you know, age thirty-one, just just way too young. Nick, um, you know, had a battle with, with um, a rare form of, of liver cancer, and obviously was was a key part of that Super Bowl Fifty team. Nick, I know you you spoke to him a few times. I don't believe you guys played together ever, but um, what do you remember about Ronnie and and, and just uh, his passing? Well, it's uh, uh, unfortunate because both uh, when you think about that Super Bowl 50 team, you now lost to Maris Thomas and Ronnie Hillman. So I know his teammates are definitely hurting. And that was uh, right about the time I got a chance to meet Ronnie Hillman and just kind of being around him. He just had that infectious attitude. And the one thing that you noticed right away was that big smile. He was showing all 32 of his pearly whites and the fact of how he uh, approached the game. Being, a, a, I guess, a, a smaller running back, most people feel as though that you can only do a couple of things. But Ronnie had a, a larger-than-life attitude, and his approach to the game was kind of the same way. So he's going to be sorely missed by his teammates and, and Broncos country, just another guy gone too soon. Yeah, definitely. And again, he was, he was such a, a key part of that team. Obviously, you know, I never got to meet him. Um, he was before my time here, but, uh, you know, he was a guy I remember watching, you know, on that Broncos team. And I think he led the team in rushing that Super Bowl season. So um, our, our thoughts and prayers, our condolences out to the Hillman family. 
Um, and, you know, I hate to end the podcast on, on a sad note, but uh, again, thanks for everybody for listening this week. Um, we hope you guys enjoy it. We hope you guys have happy holidays uh, with Christmas this weekend, Nick. I don't know if you've gotten all your Christmas shopping done. I'm wait, I'm still waiting uh, for my my present in the mail. Um, I, I don't know if you'll, you're going to deliver it personally to my house. I don't know how that works, <laughs> Nick, but uh, I'll be waiting for it. But uh, anyways, thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, we will see you guys after this weekend's game uh, between the Broncos and the Rams. <laughs>